Nedarim Daf Zayin, the last thing we were discussing, the concept of Yad. A Yad is when someone says something, or he tries to make a vow, he does not finish the sentence, yet we understand what he's trying to say, and therefore Yad Nedarim would be Kindarim. And Brafapara question, does that apply by Kiddushin also, Yesh Yad the Kiddushin or not? And then he asked another question, is there Yad, the concept of Yad by Pe'ah or not? And not answering the other two questions, the Gemara now brings a third question of Rav Papa when it comes to the concept of Yad. And with that, we're starting Zayin Amud Aleph, first line in all the way at the end of the line where it says Yesh Yad Litztaka or En Yad Litztaka. Is there a concept of Yad when it comes to Tzedakah or not? And the Gemara asks, Hechidami, what are we talking about? Ilema, if you want to tell me the Amar Haden Zuzal Tzedakah. If a person said, this coin should be Tzedakah v'adenami, and then he looked at that coin and said, this one also, Ha-ho, Tzedakah Atzmai, that is in itself Tzedakah. There's no question over here. That's not even a Yad. Ela, you have to say, Kegon de Amar Haden v'lo Amanami. No, he said this, but he didn't say the word also. My, what what did he really mean? Haden nami tzedakah Did he say this one also is tzedakah? Or dilma my vaden? What does haden mean? This one, lenafkuta be'alma kamad. That means he just plans on spending it uh, on something in the house. Vedibura hu delo aske, and he didn't finish his words. So which one is it? Did he did he mean also this is tzedakah, or did he mean that he's also planning on spending this one? Miamrina, do we say kebandit kash lekorbanot? Since tzedakah is like korbanot, ichtiv befichad pasuk says motzah sefatecha tishmor. You have to keep whatever you say. Vasita kashet dibata l'Hashem elohecha nedava kashet dibata befichah. Says the word befichah and we doresh zot tzedakah. Ma korbanot yesh laniad. The same way korbanot have yad. Av tzedakah same thing with tzedakah yesh layad. It also has yad odilma or maybe. Maybe it was only compared to Baal that you're not allowed to belate the tzedakah, but not everything else. And then the Gemara asks the same question. When someone making something onerless, is there the concept of Yad or not? The meaning if a person says this is onerless and this also, or not this also, take away the word also, and he said just and this, did he mean to make this also onerless or not? Gemara says, yeah, but Hainu Tzedakah, that's the same question in regards to Tzedakah. So the Gemara explains, Im tzalo kamar. No, the, the question about on, making something onerless, it's an if you say type of question. Meaning, Im tzalo mar if you want to say there's a Yad Tzedakah, de'en hekesh because you can't compare something halfway, and if you're already comparing Tzedakah to Korbanot for Baltea Ha'ayah, then you have to compare to all the rules, including Yad. Then, therefore, the question would be: Is hefker when you're making something onerless? We said the same thing as tzedakah, or dilma, or maybe shani tzedakah. Maybe tzedakah is different. Tzedakah is only for poor people. But hefker when you're making something onerless, it's for everyone. So, since they have different rules, maybe we can't learn one to another in regards to the yad. Now, here's another question: Yes, yad the betakise or is there a concept of Yad when designating an area for a Bet Knesset or, or not? I mean, if a person designates an area for uh, for a bathroom, he can't pray there. Even if he never used it as a bathroom, he still can't use it. So the question is, is there a concept of Yad when designating a bathroom? Hechid, I mean, what are we talking about? Ilema, de amar haden betale ve betakise ve adenami. 
let's say we're talking about a case where a person said, this uh, room, this house will be a bathroom, and this one also, then that one is also a bathroom, and there's no way around it. Ela, you have to say, what's Rabina's question? He said, and this, but he never said this also. He never said the word also. My, what, 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 he, what he really mean? Did he say this one, and he meant to say this one also is a bathroom? Or maybe, my what's vehaden mean? This is, uh, he plans on using this for something. Uh, not a bit Knesset, but he plans on using it for something, and not necessarily doesn't mean bathroom. Now, it sounds like from Rabina that it's clear that a person could designate a room for a bathroom, even though he never used it as a bathroom. The problem is, didn't Rabina himself ask this question? He said, he's If he designated an area for a bathroom, what's the halakha? He's If a person designated an area for a bath house, a bathroom, what would be the halakha? Zimun mo'il, or and zimun mo'il, does designating an area, does that work or not? The problem is over here, it sounds like it 100% work, and over there he's asking the question. So the Gemara explains, that's not a problem, because Rabina hadam hada Rabina was asking one question out of another question, meaning, zimun mo'il, or and zimun mo'il. Number one, question number one is, does designating the area for bathroom work or not? And imtim loman. If you want to say yes, zimun. If you want to tell me that there is this concept of designating an area just by pointing at it and saying that this is a bathroom, if that works, yes, yado and yad. So let's go one step further. Is there a concept of yad? And if I said and this about another room, is that is that designating that room also or not? And tibayale. It stays a question. It would be uh, Nedarim's version of the word teko. We're not sure. Next, we learned the Mishnah menudeani lecha. In the, when a person says to one person, it's not clear. And Rabbi Akiva scratched himself. It means he was in doubt and he was mahmir. And Amar Abaye, Abaye says that Rabbi Akiva admits that if a person said, and then he did have benefit from him, that he doesn't get makot. Why? can because Rabbi Akiva really held strongly that this was a language of Nedarim and uh, and it would count and, and he would deserve Makot then he would say Rabbi Akiva Mahmir but it didn't say he was Mahmir it said that he's doubting himself he's scratching himself uh, he'll be Mahmir so he really wasn't sure about the entire thing and Amar Papa Benadina Minach if a person says I'm Nadina from you I mean Nidui from you that's where everyone will agree to be Akiva Rabbanan will say that that language is Asur. And if he said if he said the word Shamata, then everyone will agree, even Rabbi Akiva will say that it's Mutar, they can have benefit from each other. A Shamata is not a Lashon of vow, it's a Lashon of putting someone in Harem, so to speak. So it, it could be like someone saying to another person that I'm going to treat you like someone in uh, Shamata, in Harem, but it doesn't really mean I'm not going to have any benefit from you. So what's their Mahaloket, where Rabbi Akiva felt he had to, he scratched himself to be Mahmir, and Rabbanan were lenient. It was Bimnude Ani Lecha, it's in the case of Minude Ani Lecha. I am Minude to you. Rabbi Akiva Savar, Rabbi Akiva held that the word menudeh is lashon of nidui, 
and therefore it's some sort of separation, and therefore you have to be a mahmir and uh, and, not, and not have benefit from him. It's a language of putting someone in harem nidui shamata. It's not lashon of neder, and therefore it's not even a question. Now, that was Rav Papa Opliga the Rav Hasda, and it argues on Rav Hasda. Because a person said, I am Meshumat from the assets of the son of Rabir Miyabaraba. And Atalik Amida Rab Hasda, and that man came to Rab Hasda and he wanted to know what what was his halachic status. And Amar No one really pays attention to Rabbi Akiva's Hamir, and you have no problem. Why? Kasavar, because of Hasda held that b'mishamatana pliga. The machloka between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbanan is in regards to the words b'mishamatana that Rabbi Akiva is machmir and use oser, and Rabbanan were very lenient. So again, according to Rav Papa, when he said b'mishamatana, everyone will agree that there's no problem. He's not asur, and the machloka is in the word menude. According to Rav Hasda, the machloka is also in the word b'mishamatana. And Amar Amarav Nidau Befanav. If someone did something wrong in front of a rabbi, the rabbi was embarrassed, so the rabbi put him in harem. En matirin lo ela befanav. We could only allow him. We could only get him out of this nidui unless it's in front of the rabbi's face. And the reason is, you embarrass the rabbi in front of his face. You, the only way to get it out is in front of the rabbi's face. Also, number two, and this is all in the run. If they allow this nidui. And not in front of the rabbi, it's sort of disrespecting the rabbi, the, the, meaning uh, you, it's like as if we're going behind his back. Unless uh, he gave permission or, and they announced that he's coming out of uh, the Nidui, the Haram, then it's okay. How? Nidau shelo befanav, matirin lo befanav, ben shelo befanav. If they put this man in Haram when they were not face to face, then okay, then you're allowed, then you're allowed to allow this uh, Nidui, whether it's in front of the rabbi's face or not. And Amarav Hanin Amarav If a person heard someone saying Hashem's name for no reason, then then you have to put him in harem because and someone you know say Hashem's name for no reason. And if he did not put him in harem, who the person who heard it and was quiet about it, he himself should be in harem, meaning you, you at least you should be in harem. And the reason is, wherever there is Hashem's name being said for no reason, in vain, that's where you find poverty. Because there's a famous pasuk, anywhere where you say Hashem's name, Hashem will come and bless you. And the, the blessing is to be rich. It says, And when you're saying it for the wrong reason, then Hashem takes away that bracha of uh, wealth. The aniyut kemitah. When someone's poor, it's as if he's dead. Shneemar. This says about Tatan Baviram. They're the ones who told on Moshe, and they were bothering Moshe. And then uh, when Hashem told Moshe to go back to Egypt, it says kimetu kola anashim. All the people who are bothering you, who are out there to get you, they died. And the truth is, Tatan Baviram. We found them already by Korach years later. Ella, they were uh, they were poor, and it's as if they died. Wherever Hachamim put their eye, meaning wherever you see Hachamim getting upset, there's either a punishment of death or poverty. So you see they're equal. 
And that's why Hakamim said, if someone heard Hashem's name in vain, then he has to put him in harem. If not, he himself will be in Nidui. And Amar Rabbi Abba, Habaka Imna Kameh de Ravuna, was in front of Ravuna. Shama Lehachi, that I heard this woman, the Abka, Askarat Hashem, the battle, I heard her saying Hashem's name in vain. Shamtai put her in harem. Right away, he allowed that uh, that harem. He said, "You right away, you're okay." So within a couple of seconds, she was in harem and she was out of it. And Shema Mina Telat, I learned three things. Number one, Shema Mina, I learned Hashomer Askarat Hashem Pihaverov. Someone heard his friend say Hashem's name in vain. You have to put him in harem. And I also learned from that story. If someone puts someone in harem face to face, you could only allow it in front of that rabbi himself. And the third thing I learned, that there is no set amount between when you put a person in nidu harem and when you get him out of it. It could be within seconds. And Amarav Gidal Amarav, Tamid Hacham Minadeh La'atzmo, Mefer La'atzmo. Tamid Hacham, if he feel he was disrespected, he could put a person in harem and he could allow it without any help. Pshita, well, obviously he's the one who put him in, he could get him out. No, so the Gemara explains. Now, the Tema, I would have thought, in Havush Matiatzmo Mibetasurim, we know the famous rule that a prisoner cannot get himself out of a jail. Someone has to get him out. Meaning, when it comes to a neder, a hacham who made a neder, he can't get himself out of that neder, even though he's the rabbi that everyone goes to. He has to go to a different rabbi to get him out. Kamash malan, when it comes to harem, that although he put this person in nidu, he could get him out of it. And hechidami, what are we talking about where a hacham could put someone in harem and, and annul it? When Talmud Hacham was supposed to be in Hiram for something he did wrong, what he he would do, he was Meshamet Nafshe Beresha, he would first put himself in Hiram, the Adar Meshamet Barberav, and then he would put the Talmud Hacham in Hiram. And the idea is because it's very hard to, to punish Talmud Hacham, you have to be very careful, so he put himself in Hiram first to show the pain. When he came home, Sharele Nafshe, he would allow his Hiram, he would uh, free himself, and then Vihadar Sharele, then he would allow the Talmud Hacham free also. Meaning only in this type of case where he put himself in harem just out of, out of kavod or just to show the seriousness of putting someone else in harem, he could allow himself uh, free. But in general, he would not be able to get himself free. So again, if it's something that he put on someone else or he put himself just for the Tamil Hakan, then okay, he could get himself out of it. But if he, he was, he's hayav, harem, uh, whatever it is, the Tamil Hakan himself, if he's hayav, because he did something wrong halachically, then he can't get himself out of it. Someone else has to get him out of it. So let's say a Tamid Hacham said Hashem's name in vain, and someone else put him in harem, then someone else would have to get him out. He can't get himself out. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen. Amen.